Apple's new affordable phone, the iPhone SE, is here. What else is coming from Apple for the rest of the year? We'll talk about that and more on the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola here with Jason Cross. Hello. And Leif Johnson. Howdy. So it's been a busy morning. Apple released the iPhone SE. Yeah. Feels like, feels like we've been out. hearing rumors about this for two years. <laughs> yes. So it's here for people who aren't familiar. Um, the iPhone SE is Apple's affordable phone, low cost phone. I, I hesitate to call it cheap because cheap always has that connotation of, mm-hmm. of quality. Yeah. $400 isn't necessarily cheap, but it is half the price of other iPhones. Right. I was going to say on the Apple scale, it is cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yes, relative to other iPhones. The specs of it, you know, we, we've kind of known about them for a while based on the rumors, but they're official now. And this looks like a pretty good phone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, thinking about telling my parents to get one. Yeah, like the original, the original SE was four years ago, and they took the latest processor and camera, the which was the success at the time uh, that they're that those guts and they stuffed it in the iPhone five spotty and they're doing sort of the same thing again. They're taking most of the iPhone 11 guts and stuffing it in an iPhone eight body. And so you, you get an a 13, it starts at 64 gigs of RAM of RAM of storage for, for 400 bucks. Uh, the cameras, the same as on the iPhone 11, the, the regular wide camera it only has the one rear camera. Yeah. Uh, the front camera is like the iPhone 8's front camera, which is a little disappointing. You know, it's got Touch ID and a home button and stuff. So it has all that for 400 bucks. That's that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, it's a really good deal. I'm 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 impressed. I mean, you're not going to be able to use obviously Face ID, Memoji stuff like that. You know, it, it does all. Yeah, it doesn't have the ultra wide camera or telephoto camera like the iPhone 10R and stuff. It does portrait mode on the front camera only when it detects a face. A human face. A human face, yes. <laughs> and and same with the rear uh, camera. The rear camera's portrait mode. It's It's got to see a person because it doesn't have two cameras to do the parallax stuff. But, it, you know, you get all your portrait effects. It does great video, all wireless charging. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah. It's, it's a good iPhone that'll last you years if you don't want to spend a lot. This is exactly what my neighbor's been waiting for. Yeah. They said, I want to replace my iPhone. I don't want to spend $800. Should I buy a refurbished or something? I said, just wait a week or two. (laughs) (laughs) The iPhone SE starts at 64 gigabytes for $399. Then it goes up to 128 gigabytes for $449. And then it goes to 256 gigabytes for $549. I would spend the 50 bucks personally to double the storage to 128. It's funny because people who want to spend the least on the phone also want to keep them the longest, which are kind of at odds with each other. It makes sense. These are people who don't want to be buying phones all the time and spending a lot on phones. But usually you have to spend less. You have to get kind of like older or less capable hardware that just isn't updated for years and years and years. And that's not the case here. But if you're that person, if you're like, I need this for five years... In five years, you're going to be looking at that 64 gigs of storage and going like, I'm always out. <laughs> you know, after you fill it with videos and photos and stuff. Yeah. And see, that's an interesting point because, you know, maybe I'm getting a little stereotypical. By the way, on my 11 Pro, I do just have 64 gigs. So I, I, I'm kind of proof that it can't happen. But I will say that when I've noticed that people who of that mentality 
also are the people who don't like trust iCloud and stuff because I've had this happen like three times. Yeah, so they want to keep that. their yeah. yeah, they want to keep their photos and everything all on your phone. So if you are of that mindset, yeah, go for extra storage because you're going to want it. You can make 64 gigabytes work if you are going to be able to manage that storage on a regular basis. Yeah. That means that basically means offloading your videos and your photos and stuff like that. Yep. Making sure you don't hang on to large apps like games and stuff that you yeah. don't play anymore. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of just a hassle. A lot of people don't like to do that kind of stuff. 64 gigs is not going to be a problem if you're only going to have this phone for a year or two, probably. But in, you get used in, to living with certain limitations. Like I can yeah. only have one movie on there and one big game. <laughs> exactly. But you know, it, by 2024, you're going to be looking at 64 gigs going like, I'm always out of right. storage. I hate this so much. Yeah, and for yes. 50 bucks to get another 64 gigs is totally worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah. I was a little surprised that the SE comes with Wi-Fi 6. I thought maybe they'd go with the Wi-Fi wi 5 just to save as many pennies as possible. I think it would have actually cost them more because the iPhone 11 oh. supports Wi-Fi 6, right? They, it's, oh, they're just right. taking the whole module, stuffing it in there, like the whole SOC radios, all that, you know. Antennas are different, but so much of the hardware, the most they can reuse from the iPhone 11s. Oh, I don't want to call point. it a motherboard, but you know what I mean? The little tiny folded in half board that they have in there with everything on it. I look forward to the teardown and see how they did this. You also don't get night mode, it appears. there's It's not yeah. mentioned, it's not on the specs list or anything like that, which it is on other stuff, which seems kind of odd because the regular wide camera on the iPhone 11, which is the one that this has, that's the only one you can do night mode on. And it's got the same SOC and everything. So it, it seems artificially limited in software not to have night mode. Stuff like the recording the front and back cameras at the same time and everything. There are hardware things about that, like the power rails going to supplying both cameras at once and stuff like that, that, you know, are weird esoteric stuff like that, that the night mode thing on that one rear camera that's the same as the iPhone 11s, they shouldn't have any of those issues. So it really seems like a software thing. I'd love to find out why it's not on there and hear a good excuse. Yeah. I don't think we'd get one. I think we'd no. get a real marketing answer. So one question that probably comes up to people who are in the market for a phone is, should they wait for the iPhone 12? You'd be waiting until later this year. Right, September no. or later. Right. Or later, depending who knows? on what's going on this year. <laughs> depending yeah. on what's going on in the world. Yeah. And you'd be spending a lot more money, but maybe money's not the thing. Maybe you're, you have an old phone and you're willing to pay whatever, but you know, what should you be considering when it comes to the iPhone 12? Yeah, there certainly is something to be said for if you're going to keep a phone for years, if you're not the kind of person who gets a new phone every year or whatever, you want the, like, the best camera, right? You don't mm -hmm. want four years from now to be thinking, I'm, I'm not taking all these pictures I've captured for four years, could have been better. There's something to be said for having the best thing possible because it will be supported the longest and things that don't change like the camera quality and stuff is set in stone. You want the best thing for that, that length of time. So if, if it's not a money issue for you, if it's a size issue, that's the other reason people like the SE, then the rumors are this, the iPhone 12 will have a smaller model than the iPhone 11s have. The smallest size iPhone 12, if the rumors are right, should be about the same size as this iPhone SE. 
how are they getting to that smaller size? So this has the bezel on the top and the bottom for the touch ID sensor and stuff like that. And the iPhone 12 would be like the iPhone 11 and everything with face mm-hmm. ID and, and no bezels. So it's like got a taller screen. It's a new body, but it would be roughly the size of this iPhone 8, just with more screen. The uh, other reason people may want to wait is battery life. Uh, the iPhone mm-hmm. SE, the new iPhone SE, has about the same battery life as the iPhone 8, which you would expect because it's the same size, which is kind of impressive because it's got it's so much more powerful. But uh, it's a lot less battery life than the iPhone 11 or even the iPhone 10R. Uh, and we would expect the iPhone 12 to maybe have more battery life this fall. They've made great strides in battery life in the last few years, and the iPhone SE has kind of taken a step back. You kind of expect it, smaller phone, smaller battery, less battery life, but you need to know you're going into that, and when you're, it's less, if you're going to have this phone for years, that's less battery life for years, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it starts to degrade over time. You're starting from a lower point, you know, so. Maybe some people are considering the whole use of AR and apps. I know a lot of people aren't using it a lot now, but it has the potential to be become more widespread, especially if in the next four or five years. If you think that's something you would be really into, you would have to get the iPhone 12. You, it could have a LiDAR sensor built yep. into it, similar to the LiDAR sensor that's on the iPad Pro. I really want to test that out and see what it's like. If there's one thing I want to do right now, it is that. And yeah, I, I have another chance. Supposedly, it lets you get rid of that whole wave your phone around to like scan the area kind of thing. You just start it up and you're in AR and place your objects and whatever. But the rumors are that it's only, on the, only going to be on the iPhone 12 Pro. Uh-huh. Right, which is the, ex- the expensive one. So if, that if that's what you care about, yeah. You're you're looking at a thousand bucks and up. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're thinking I'll wait and get the I, regular iPhone 12, which will probably be eight hundred dollars or something, then uh, yeah, that's. I, I just want to say one thing. I'm also interested in about that with the lidar scanner, and it, that goes with the iPad Pro too, is how that affects battery life because you know the current model, well, you know, on the 11 Pro and stuff works through machine learning and stuff. It's a massive battery drain. It's gotten better than it used to be, but it's still, if you use AR, it's a real battery drain. And I have to wonder having a real sensor where it's not having to do all that processing, but multiple things are working at once in order for it to do that. I, I wonder if that makes AR more appealing, you know, in that regard too. So it doesn't just drain your battery in like an hour. Yeah, I wonder if firing all those lasers, which is essentially what it's doing, uh, is using less battery than the extra processing that they have to do to do it through just complete image sensing. Hmm. I wonder. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question. We should also mention 5G. Of course, this is not a 5G f- phone, but the iPhone 12s mm-hmm. are expected to be. So if you really care about 5G or, or if you want your phone... Again, if you want a phone for years and you think in a few years 5G is going to matter to you, maybe you want to get a 5G iPhone. The iPhone XR, which is still in Apple's lineup, and I wonder what's going to happen with that because it seems like what will eventually happen to it is that it could, I'm thinking maybe it'll get dropped and the iPhone 11 takes its place. 
in the fall when the iPhone 12 does make an appearance? There's an iPhone 11 and there's two iPhone 11 Pros and you wonder what's going to be dropped and what's going to get kind of the bump down in price yeah. treatment. Uh, I would expect the iPhone 10R to, like you said, to go away. Right now it's like the least expensive iPhone you can get that has like face ID and stuff and it's got a bigger battery and it's got its place in the lineup right now. But and it's a and it's a popular phone as if I remember correctly I thought I saw a study that showed that it was like one of Apple's top selling phones. Oh yeah, I mean, but yeah. it's that's because it's the cheapest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's going to change real fast now that the the new iPhone SE is out. That's going to be the I agree. Thing. So, so yeah, it, one wonders when, when if they have four models of iPhone 12 this fall. What do they do with right. to fill in the gap between that and the iPhone SE? Do they keep the 10R around? Do they bump down the iPhone 11? My guess is what we're going to have is we'll have the iPhone SE. We'll have the regular iPhone 11, but not the Pro, at something like 599. And then the iPhone, the, the smallest iPhone 12s will start at, you'll have 699 and 799 for the non-Pro models, and then 999. 1099 for the, for the pro models the, the, the two big ones. sizes of pro yeah yeah the iphone 8's gone did you notice yes the iphone 8 is totally gone uh well, you can't get it in the refurb store but but don't, but don't. It's, it's not it's, there's actually no reason to to get it now i would no it's it's the it doesn't have any advantages over this iPhone SE, except that it's a little bit cheaper with like a four year, like a three year old processor. Like just, yeah. The only thing, if all you really ever care about is storage capacity, the 256 gigabyte iPhone eight is cheaper than the 256 gigabyte iPhone SE, but there are just yeah. so many other features. In By the like iPhone $50. SE. Yeah. There's so many other features in the iPhone SE that it's, it's worth that $50. You get such a better camera, so much faster, portrait mode, all that stuff. Lots of phones, lots of phones. Lots of phones. Yeah. So we've got coverage on our website that compares the iPhone SE to the, to the phone that replaces the iPhone 8. Jason has an article on whether you should wait for the iPhone 12 or not, if that's what you're thinking about. So check our website for more information on that. Apple also announced that the Magic Keyboard for iPad Pro is available to order. When Apple introduced it last month, they shipped the, the uh, iPad Pro, but they didn't ship the keyboard. So now it's here. Uh, they said it ships it. in May, right? Uh, yeah, it was, it was oh. originally a couple of months ago or whatever it was when they announced it, it, it was May. But now I think it is literally next week because I'm working oh, on it. That's nice. They bumped it up. I am dying to see how that works with the whole floating hinge thing and yeah, the, yeah, the new keyboard, all that stuff. Balance. You know, one thing that people complain about is they say that they can only use their the smart folio keyboard on our smart keyboard folio on um, desk and tables and things like that. But yeah, I think that model would actually be better suited to writing on your lap, the original one, than this one because this one. I didn't realize until I was writing my comparison piece today that the new model apparently only floats. Now you can do it up to yeah. a 130 degree tilt, but it only floats. So there's not, you know, you can't use those hard magnets to stick it into place like you could with the smart keyboard folio. So yeah, it all matters how, 
how much does that hinge like hold in place? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, uh, cause, cause yeah, the, the, the current smart folios, the angle that they're folded at, if you're on your lap, it's just, it's just folding, it's flopping down in your hands. It's, there's no, mm-hmm. it's no good. So it, it's nice cause you can open the hinge further back so that when it's on your lap, it, it's facing you, but does it stay put? Does it move all over the place as you're typing? I have so many questions. I do too. Yeah. But, you know, I was saying in Slack earlier, it's a compatibility thing I wonder about because, you know, they did upgrade the smart keyboard folio for the new one. So it has that square, uh, you know, square space for the camera overlay. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm wondering if the old one actually works with it because you can't actually use the new one with the old one. I know that, but I have to wonder how effective using, if you still have a smart keyboard folio and you bought a new, you know, 2020 iPad Pro, how effective it would be. I've heard like nobody talk about that. I, I looked, I wasted like 20 minutes looking for somebody to talk about Okay, I think it would connect, I think it would work, but whether it'd be practical, that's another question. And, uh, but oh, and the other thing is, uh, don't know if we said this, backlight, backlight keyboard, scissor stitch keys and everything, the and trackpad, all this stuff, that's, that's gonna make it much more satisfying to write on. And I haven't even used it, and I'm pretty sure of saying that. Plus a USB-C port in the hinge to charge, like in the side. To charge. So like yeah. while you're, while you've got it all hooked up, it's charging only. But yeah, that that's pretty cool. It, it's worth mentioning that it adds a lot of weight. It's mm-hmm. way heavier than the current sort of keyboard cases and stuff. Are. Mm-hmm. You're you're looking. I think an iPad and this keyboard cover together, the Magic Keyboard cover, is significantly heavier than say a 13 inch macbook air i think it comes in at around four pounds or so and with that floating design i imagine it has to to kind of balance that out to to keep it in place so the 11 inch version of the magic keyboard is 299 the 12.9 inch version is 349 and as a reminder that is more than what you'll pay for an entry-level regular ipad (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, so it, it ends up being a kind of a pricey setup when you put it all together, if, if, if you buy a new iPad with it as well. But extremely capable. Right. Yes, oh, like extremely. You, it's, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's just like in my comparison piece, it's really hard to come up with, well, yeah, the smart the smart keyboard folio is cheaper. That's about, you know, one of the, the few yeah. few pluses of it. And it's lighter, as you were saying. Yeah, so Leif is putting together uh, an article that compares the, the two uh, devices. So look for that on our website. So we got the SC, we got the new keyboard, we got the new iPad Pros. We got a new iPhone 12 coming. So what else is coming down the pike from Apple? Earlier this week, Bloomberg posted an article talking about Apple's product lineup for 2020. It said a lot of stuff that that has kind of already been said. Uh, It mentions the phones. Uh, One thing that they mention is a new HomePod. Smaller and cheaper. A smaller and cheaper HomePod. HomePod is now what two ninety nine, so, it'll, so yeah, it'll be lower to compete better with the Amazon and Google offerings. I read that internally, Apple is selling the old, uh, the you know, to employees for one hundred and fifty dollars, the old ones, and some yeah, people the are current using that as HomePod. Yeah, there was also that article by I think it was from Nine to Five Mac that talked about how Apple switched 
the HomePod OS, it's used now using TV OS instead of iOS. Yeah. Most people aren't going to care, but it's uh, <laughs> interesting in terms of what they could be doing in terms of features could be implemented in the future. I wonder when they made that switch exactly because there's a couple of things that it enables um, that are different than iPhone. Like one, it's not worrying about battery life because like your tvOS is always plugged in, but tvOS supports multiple users. iOS does not. And, and the HomePod sort of does that, right? It, right. it recognizes different voices and uses different people's. Uh, now it didn't ship that way. So uh, maybe that's when they made the switch. So there's, yeah, there's some interesting stuff there. It also runs on an A8 class processor, which is pretty much about to be discontinued for support in iOS. We don't, iOS 14 me, probably won't support. This is just me mouthing off now that you said that, but remember that uh, HomePod update that bricked a lot of HomePods? Uh, do you mm. think that could have been it? Oh, that that could have been, that could have been when they did the switch over. That's, I wonder. Yeah. That's good connecting the dots there. That, that, that makes sense. So we'll look for that in the fall. There's also been this rumor about the uh, Apple Tags Bluetooth accessory. That's I think that's gone beyond the realm of rumor at this point. We have uh, yeah, there's like names. Beyond. It's like it was in a it was in an official help document from Apple. Like yeah. it's yeah. like those tile trackers, those little Bluetooth trackers that you put on stuff and then you can find it if you lose it. It's not a product I'm interested in. I guess there's a market for it. I, I'd like to have one or two. So, yeah. I mean, it all really comes down to if w what the price is like for them. Mm -hmm. yeah. But they're really cool. I mean, it's really cool how they other people's phones and stuff going by your item if you lose it. See, that's can locate cool. it, and that's it does cool. it in a very private way where they don't know. Or you can put it in lost mode where if somebody walks by it, it'll say, "Hey, somebody lost this thing." You know, contact yeah. them, tell them it's here. You know, there's a lot of cool stuff they can do, but I'm just not the kind of person who leaves things in that way. The thing I would be yeah. most worried about is my phone, mm -hmm. which right. is the one thing you can't really put a tag on. Same here. <laughs> like how would you ever get the notice <laughs> notification? So Bloomberg reported that there'll be a, a bunch of other product updates like with the MacBook Pro, Apple TV, and a refreshed budget iPads. And uh, maybe a new iMac, which would be nice because it's been a while since the iMac's been updated. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, you know, I, I feel that the new iMac is probably going to just be like a spec bump. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's undoubtedly a real new iMac, like a new Mac desktop computer all in one with a new design and everything in the works. But I think that's probably some ways out. Yeah, we've been kind of aching for a new redesigned iMac. Here at Macworld, we've been kind of vocal in our design you know, at a, for that. At a glance, you can look at a 10-year-old iMac and not know, right? That well, is, here it is. No, you can't. Not you know, know what year it is, yeah. You, you take, take a couple minutes and go, oh, it's too thick, or oh, it's not 27-inch yeah. size. Like, it's a smaller yeah. size. But even a brand new iMac has these ridiculous, like, huge one-inch black bezels all around the screen yeah. and everything. It's just not a modern design in any way. So they need, yeah. to, they need to update the, the line. Well, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld podcast. That was episode 694. I'd like to thank Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Leif Johnson. Thank you. 
And you can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email to podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you next time.